the Kingdom Capitalist Show. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, founder of the Kingdom Capitalist Mastermind, and this is the podcast to help you really leverage your business, your capital, your life for the kingdom of God. And we have an amazing guest again on the show who is an expert at really building teams and helping you really leverage teams to advance your mission, uh, but also just an incredible kingdom leader, kingdom-minded man who is passionate about serving people and loving his people. And I can't think of a more relevant topic even today in the midst of COVID-19 to talk about teams and people and how we're really serving those who are under us in our business, um, and, but, and, but also really leveraging our team for, for the advancement of God's kingdom and his glory. And so without further ado, let me welcome to the show my friend, Mr. Jonathan Reynolds. How are you, brother? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Ellis. Good to be here. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. Nice to yeah, have you. Well. And not only uh, nice to have you on the show, but nice to have you in my city, man. So Jonathan has recently moved to San Diego, California, which is where my home is. And um, excited to have another brother here, man. Welcome. How's it going so far? I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to actually breaking bread with you. I mean, we, we kind of met during this uh, shelter in place deal, which... Uh, yep. I, and I'm total rebel as well. I'm like, yeah, screw this. I want to go meet and have a meal with you anyway. Let's do this thing. But we're being respectful. But it's it's coming. It's coming free. It's time to time to meet and meet and eat and greet and be together again. So yeah, I'm looking no forward to kidding, that. Man. No kidding. Um, so tell our audience a little bit about kind of yourself. We'll, we'll get into your story. So you don't have to tell the whole thing yet. But um, just a little bit about uh, what Titus Talent Strategies is and kind of what you're focused on building. And then we'll, we'll kind of get the backstory after that as well. Yeah, cool. Uh, so uh, I, I'm not an American by birth, <laughs> British by birth, American by choice. I married my green card. Uh, I mean, my wife, uh, I married an American and uh, she does not like being introduced as my green card, but I don't I honor, honor and value her tremendously. I've got three kids. Like you said, I uh, just moved to San Diego in the last 18 months, moved from the Midwest, came to the States 22 years ago to work with a Christian missions organization um, in Texas. And I found myself in Wisconsin, southeastern Wisconsin, mm. um, part of a local church up there, got into the business world, uh, found myself, loved the sales, loved being a, a sales person and helping figure out people's challenges and being a, a solution provider. Uh, but then I realized really what I love working with is not products, but people. And so I found out that there was this, uh, an industry where I could sell people. I know that sounds terrible, but the recruiting space. Uh, and as I started to get myself into that world, I realized it was a really dirty industry and there's a lot of lack of integrity and uh, very kind of your, your stereotypical used car sales. Now we all know there are great used car sales people out there, but there's a bad rap. Either? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Still looking, but I'm sure there are. Um, but uh, it's the same with the recruiting industry, a little bit of a slimy kind of whopping big commission checks if you do a, do a good job or you do a slimy job you can still get paid out big and I was like man we got to change this thing coming it from a Christian Jesus lover Jesus follower um, I'm a, an agitator and a catalyst uh, by by uh, nature by DNA and um, so I want to turn it on its head really and uh, I found myself sitting with Milwaukee Milwaukee tool um, about 10 years ago so coming out of a recession, uh, came up with a new business model, and it was a heaven's open moment for me uh, as I'm sitting there with one of the executive VPs at Milwaukee Tool 10 years back saying, 
you don't want to pay those huge big fees, commission checks on recruiting. What if we came up with a different model? What if we did it in a different way? What if we took commission off the table? What if we actually uh, put your interests at heart? How can we get the right people in the right seats to help your mission and your organization? And I come from a service first um, perspective. And uh, so we did that. We did a project for them. And, and I, at the end, we made a heck of a lot less money than I typically were used to. But it was um, from a really different perspective. I felt like I was an extension and a partner of their mission and their, their goals uh, as opposed to mine. And I thought, I love this. Mm. I wonder if we could scale this and build this. And so fast forward uh, five years from then, um, I was a part of a, another organization building this small division and had an opportunity uh, with my boss to, uh, to transition our business model off and to be a separate company as a buyout. Um, and, and he and I were able to, to do something really special together. And uh, we're now in 5,000 fastest growing uh, company. We just made that last year, um, which is cool, right. cool honor to be a part of a, a fast growing 30, 40% year over year company, mm-hmm. um, debt free. From day one, we just said we want to honor God with our finances and so like a tithing company essentially and said, okay, we want to be, we exist for generosity. Uh, so we have a, a 30, 30, 30 million by 2030 goal um, and uh, want to just uh, make sure that that's flowing through us and money doesn't have a hold on us. So that, yeah, we, we've got just under 100 salary team members nationally right now. We're 100% mobile or remote. We work in a number of different industries, sectors, um, sort of most industries it seems like with different teams. And uh, yeah, just, just passionate about helping companies with their um, their mission of people. So they got people, people performance objectives, they got uh, business strategies and this whole area of people in the middle who people who push buttons, people who lead teams, people who structure things. Uh, and uh, we are passionate about helping companies yeah. to equip them to make the best hiring, attraction, engagement and development decisions. So, so there's yeah. so much good in there, man. I can't wait to kind of pull some of that out. I, it, there's actually like seven ways I want to go right now, but we are going <laughs> to focus on because I want to, I really, I think, having you here man your expertise about people and hiring and really teams i really want to speak on that because i really want to help our our listeners you know during this time because we could talk about your industry even the things that you saw that was broken that's changing maybe we'll have you back on to do that but i think right now man are people really needing something and so that's where i where i really want to focus and so if you don't mind let me just pray for us and ask god yeah do it honor our time man and uh, we'll get in so god um, thank you for jonathan and thank you for his passion for you uh, just the way that you have saved him and called him to yourself and called him to the mission of um, mm-hmm. seeing your kingdom come and your will be done. And um, I pray that today our conversation would honor you, would bless those who are listening and would really help us God, really build businesses uh, and really serve people um, that really lead them to you. And so I pray that in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right, man. You ready? <laughs> oh, man, I'm ready. Dude, I, I, listen, there's so much energy on this call right now. I wish people were in the room, man. This is, uh, <laughs> is going to be a good one. Um, so let's go there. I, I guess my first question for you, man, is like, what are some of the biggest problems that you see um, when you know, you're talking with business owners or companies uh, that they're really experiencing as far as teams and people go that, you know, that they'll kind of give us a, a framework of how to run this combo? Well, I think we're at such a poignant um, moment in our history. Right now, this very week, we've seen a lot of, there's a lot of tragedy. There's levels of injustice. There's politics involved. There's uh, people 
who have pain and deep, deep pains, pain that I'll never really understand. Mm. Um, and I think just as a stop and a pause saying, what is the heart of God for people? God so loved the world. He gave his only son, Jesus for people because he loves them so much. Um, and then here we are in business and business is, uh, yes, Jesus spoke loads about business all the way through this, all the way through scriptures. You see, there is a, there is good and godly ways. You rich in Proverbs about how we handle people, how we treat people, how we handle money, how we value and where, where priorities come when it comes to people and profits. And yes, the scripture is so rich. And in these times, uh, where there's so much, media opinions and feelings and things like that going on that we have to process through and our lens is as jesus followers is to come to the word and say what does the word say what is jesus's perspective on this what's the lord's perspective and what is the spirit of god saying um uh, I'm, I'm using coming through this as a lens because i think it is very um much tied to where companies have challenges uh because most companies challenges are not to do with assist working but it's to do with how we treat people jonathan i'm gonna back you up a little bit because we might have broken up because of the wi-fi can you say that again most people's just repeat yeah i think most people's problems or challenges in the workplace are not actually to do with machineries failing or systems or processes that are necessarily broken Uh, but often often they're tied to people Mm. um, and our value of people Mm. and honoring of people and understanding of people and if we can get that thing right um, which is massively difficult. It's a bigger topic. You think, well, it's, it's not just a love your neighbor thing, is it? Like, aren't we actually have a, a business goal and a business objective? Yes, we do. Um, but if our priorities aren't in order and we, if profits and maximizing shareholder returns and um, taking care of our futures and our um, maximizing the, um, the, the, the sale of the company, just from a f- financial perspective, we're actually going to push people aside and they will become a pawn for our own means and end of profit. Mm. So I think mm. we have to shift the, shift the story there and say, okay, where do, pe- where, where do people fit in our company's uh, mission? What is mm. that? What does that look like? What does success look like? What does the future look like? If I was to fast forward and look at my business in five years or 10 years time, what would it look like from a people perspective? What is my people's strategy? How am I optimizing my talent and people? And then from a Jesus follower perspective, how am I doing that from a, from, a, from a kingdom perspective of honoring and valuing people that on their journey of finding God, their journey of salvation, their journey of uh, rescue and uh, restoration and reconciliation to him as ambassadors of Christ in the workplace, what does that look like? How am I helping facilitate them on their journey? And so, uh, so I was speaking from a kingdom perspective, but I think a lot of the challenges that companies face are they, they don't have a good people strategy. They've not thought, they said, here's our, our business results, here's our business strategy, but the, t- the people strategy in the middle, they haven't really written that out and mapped that out. Um, and, and this is why, you know, companies right now, obviously there's this whole diversity and inclusion initiatives that a lot of companies say, oh, shoot, what are we doing with this? How are we, what's our plan with this? And oh, can we outsource that? Could we just assign somebody that's their job title? But I, it, I don't think you can outsource a people strategy mm-hmm. anymore. You can outsource diversity and inclusion of people. Um, it, it comes down to the heart of man and the heart of individuals saying, where do I stand in valuing and honoring people? 
And that, I think that's a real kind of plumb line and getting our sights set and how Jesus treated people. Um, because if we get that right, um, then we can talk about performance. So there's a love and honor of individuals and recognizing there is God-given gifts in them and they've been fearfully and wonderfully made, knit together in the mother's womb. And if I can come from that perspective and stand side by side with Jesus and say, how do I look at this person in the workplace? Because God's given them talents and he's going to hold them accountable and for the gifts that he's given them. And how do I help foster that water that, uh, nurture that, those talents to help them become who God's made them to be and ultimately find reconciliation with them. I think those perspectives as kingdom business leaders. Mm. I um, hope that gets people's hearts fired up. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm so wrecked right now. And I think right now in this moment, I'm, we can't just go, na la, 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 la. I'm going, oh God, search me, know my heart, see if there's any unclean way in me. Where are their biases? Not if, is there, are there bias? Mm-hmm. is there discrimination no where is it mm-hmm. where do i actually in my own heart right. have i bucketed people i'll tell you how i can do it we're a high performance company everyone in our company has a number um and the number ties to our business business goals and our financial goals and everybody's rewarded for hitting their number uh, we're a high performing talent strategy company and my position has been well we focus on that people first but we focus on performance and that's how we rank people. We rank them on performance. Um, and I, I go, well, that's not discriminatory at all. We're all just holding everyone in the same case. And, and I can put myself through this lens. Of like, well, I, There's no bias. There's no discrimination. I, I hold everyone to the same fair, fair level of a number. And I've sat on, sat on my seat and felt very happy with that position. And I, just this week, God, just dealing with things in my own heart. The beginning of the week, it was like, nope, I'm good. And then God's saying, no, no, how do you, do you see people how I see people because I don't see them from performance <laughs> and it wrecked me. He doesn't look at people who are the top performers and the bottom performers. That isn't his sight. They are his children. They are God's. He's way, way different level. And it really caused an adjustment in me going, how do I see people first? Are they performance? Um, are they measured against performance or are they measured as first and foremost as people? And that's been a shift for me, even just this very week. And I'm so done with this COVID thing. Can we just hurry up and be done? And with all of the, the, the discussions and musings and mixed in with all of the tragedies and uh, it's all a big mess mix going on in this nation right now. I'm saying, God, don't hurry up and be done with it in my own heart. I want you to deal with me on a deep, raw level and, and, and draw out, corkscrew down into the depth of me and take out anything that's unclean mm. so that I see people as you see them first and foremost, not as a revenue generator for our company's goal and mission. Although I think it's a great mission for giving back and transforming the nations of the world. That isn't how he sees it first. Um, Step one really is the heart, man. And I think for any business owner listening, I love there's a line you said there is, um, where do people fit into our success, right? Where do people fit into the success of the business? And mm-hmm. um, I think the question really is that you're really asking us to uh, consider is, are we putting success over people in, in the first place? Because that really is the first step is, is the hardest. Is success more important than people? And if we're really about the kingdom, then we understand yeah. that the most important metric of our business is the people 
that we yeah. provide and serve for, right? And so we yeah. can't put yeah. success over over that people. Um, yeah. So I think that's a great question to start with: is where do people fit in your your idea or vision for success in your company, and are you valuing worldly or financial success more than them? Yeah. And I, I understand that there's so many sides to all of these things and we have to be gracious with ourselves and patient with ourselves and patient with those around us. But I just think things like uh, the disciples are like, no, 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 don't bother the master right now. Don't bother him. He's on his mission to do da, da, da. And he said, no, 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 let, let the children come to me. Let mm-hmm. them come to me. Like I, I'll make room for children. I will make room for the least of these. I'll make mm-hmm. room for those who are despised and, uh, pushed out of society. I will make room for them all because I value people. And it's not just about me getting to my goal and objective, but my, my job is to do the will of the father. And so uh, Jonathan, let me ask you though, then man, because I mean, do we just say we're going to put success on the, on the altar and give it up and really focus on caring for people, but in a business that really is like for you coaching and based on performance. I mean, I know early workings of this, but people's minds saying, I want that. Like, if they're saying, and I'm trusting if you were saying, yes, guys, search me as well. But I still got this business, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and uh, still, you know, if we, and, and if I don't push them to perform and yep. we're not successful financially, I can't help those people totally take care of their families and do the things yep. that they need to do, right? So, a great where question. for you is that, is that where the rubber kind of meets the road on this? Yeah. I- these are great questions and things that I think we'll keep wrestling with. And sometimes it gets out of whack and then you bring recalibrate right. and come back to sure. the plumb line. Uh, uh, but uh, for me, for me, it's, it's almost like this kind of the upside down nature of the kingdom is that things seem backwards sometimes like, well, if you have nothing and you can't afford it, you give, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I can't afford it. I got to do this. And now we're going to actually, we're, we're, we're going to tie and we're going to give in generosity and we're going to give, when I have nothing left, here's all I have. And I'm going to give trusting that God is my provider and God's going to cause prosperity and growth. So I think first and foremost, the foundation is that God is sovereign and he is our resource and all prosperity comes from him. Um, and then we, foundation, I think that's really, really important. Um, then it's to come to, to the Lord and say, God, how do I steward these resource of people that you so love? And I want to help them become profitable, productive, uh, rewarded, nurtured, cared for, loved and appreciated and valued, but developed as well, engaged and all those kind of things. So I think if you've got your people strategy, you actually kind of have a people strategy, <laughs> actually take some time, right? And we, we developed this thing called talent, uh, a talent checkup. And it was about nine areas in a company where we felt that, uh, uh, over the last 10 years, it's almost like spokes in a wheel. Everything from performance and scorecards and culture and leadership and uh, engagement and retention and development of people, and, uh, talent um, attraction, how do you atta- attract top talent? There's about nine areas of what we call them spokes on a wheel. And too bumpy, bumpy of a ride, but if you're missing three or four, it's going to be a bumpy ride. So you actually actually have a, an actual t- written down process talent strategy that you follow consistently. And I would say, come at that from a perspective of what is pleasing to God in my business. As I sit with, sit with the Lord and actually come up with these things. I, I love that kind of image of, like, hey, I'm going I'm to blank sheet here. Just come sit with me, God, and help me with my perspective on this. Is this pleasing and honoring to you? And I mean, am I being a good steward here? 
So we have very, very clear performance objectives, very, very clear um, quarterly rocks, annual goals, three-year plan, and a 10-year dream. And there's all mapped out, written out for everyone in the company, company to see. Um, our accountability chart, everybody in the company has a place on there. They have um, three to five things that they're held accountable for. And we call them, it's your job. And they are quantifiable performance goals and objectives with some clear measurements around how we're going to measure it. If they don't hit that, there are very, very clear expectations of how we will manage them up or out. Um, because we have a commit, commitment to one another and an accountability to one another, we're not lone, lone soldiers and free to do what we want. So we do, in saying all of these things, the foundation has got to be correct. And then we build upon that in a way which is very, very clear to get the goals and objectives accomplished that we believe before God we are going to be held accountable for as a steward. So I do see it as kind of the parable of the talents in many ways. Um, and I know that there's a clear spiritual side to the, the talents and the, the parable there, but there's also, I do look at the, the practical resources that God has given me and entrusted me um, in his kingdom of caring for people, developing people, growing them and being a profitable business because, oh my gosh, there is a lot of things that can be done with wealth. Um, and I want to be a good steward of that and generate wealth for the advancement of the kingdom of God. So we don't let people just, eh, well, we just love you. It's all about love. And no, God disciplines those he loves. We hold accountable our children because we love them. And in business, we hold people accountable because we love people. And it might not be in our company. They might have to go somewhere else. So I just think the foundation has got to be really, really good and solid. And then you build upon that with principles that you have filtered through the eyesight of the word of God and the spirit of God. Is that, is that? Listen, man, this is why I love this show. Like <laughs> I love my show, you know, like I, this is why I do this show. Like, because I listen to podcast shows. I listen, I mean, I listen to tons of podcasts. Like I yeah. am the biggest podcast freak out there. I listen to tons of content. I love podcasting. No one. And I listen to a ton of business podcasts because I love listening about strategy and how to grow our business. But man, this is the only show, and I'm not bragging on, I'm bragging on the guests that we bring on the show that are thinking about business in terms of how God thinks about business. And this just fires me up, man. I just, yeah. like, this is gold, you know, like that <laughs> we can sit here and we can think about how to grow and strategically think about our business in light of, like, with God's eyes and with God's heart and with oh, God's sure. passion. Um, I don't know, man. I just is like, I want people to realize this is, this is why we exist. This is the vision and heart of Kingdom Capitalist. I'm thankful again, man, that you're here. We're not finished. I'm just pumped that, yes, it makes complete sense. I think that's so right on. I think that's so helpful. Um, and, you know, I, even as you were saying this, I think it's good for me to even reflect and say, I so desperately want to rationalize everything and, and see that everything makes sense. Mm. And sometimes it just doesn't in the beginning. Yeah. Right. Like uh, when, when we're talking about God's kingdom and I just, yeah. and as I'm learning more about the kingdom, like it, sometimes it doesn't, I mean, you know, this idea of like, yeah, like, you know, stewardship and, and generosity and, yeah. and you know, we don't, I mean, the way Jesus says, he says, why do you, you know, look at the birds of the air, the flowers of yeah. the field, right? Like they, they neither uh, sow nor reap yet their father, um, your heavenly father cares for them. And yeah. there's something that causes us so to good. look like freaks whenever we actually rely on God for our success yeah. and for our business and for our health and our wealth. And so I don't, so I, I, think, I think it's just convicting to say not everything has to 
visually or conceptually at first makes sense if you really trust that God is leading you in this direction. But I think it's so helpful to have those principles on the back end, man, that you're really yes. this because growth does look like multiplication. I mean, we look at the talents, right? Mm-hmm. And God does honor and he condemns those who did not go and multiply what was mm-hmm. given to them. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, there's a, even in, during the um, beginning of this pandemic and obviously a lot of companies took a hit, which took a hit short space of time um, because a lot of companies said, whoa, hold on your hiring. Uh, and so all of our team members are salary. They don't get commission for filling roles um, or searches and things like that. And 80% of our revenue comes from actually doing recruitment for companies. We're exclusively passive candidate headhunters. We only represent companies. So we don't find people jobs. We're not into that. Um, and so when companies suddenly put the brakes on things, I have all of these close to hundred salary team members sitting on the bench. Not that we, we, we didn't shut down all of our business, but a lot of, uh, we slowed down, I don't know what percentage, 30% just suddenly over a two week period. We're like, Whoa, uh, what do we do? So we have to go through the filtrator. Do we furlough people? Are we doing this? We're going to take pay cuts. What do we do? And, uh, so ask, it goes through this, God, what do you want us to do? What's the best way of handling people? Are you going to turn this thing around in two weeks' time and we don't need to worry? Or do we need to hunk down for the long haul? So it goes through all of these filtering questions here. Like, oh, do we take, apply for this PPP loan? Do we take the money? Do, what do we believe on that principally? You, know, you mm-hmm. filter everything. Going, what is right? What is wrong? How are we going to do this? Um, are we going to keep giving? Yes, we're going to keep giving. You're like, okay, we're going to keep giving. <laughs> That's the upside down stuff. But then at the same time, sitting with our, my business partner saying, uh, we don't believe that we should go into loss. Um, we don't believe we should do that. We're a debt-free company. We don't believe that we should go into loss. There are some foundations and principles that we believe that, we're, that we would fil- go through a filter on. And those are hard things to, to, to talk about because everything I just said about people, you're like, well, don't you care about people? Yeah, I, it is. Those are some tough, tough questions that you have to go through. But you go through it through a filter, and if you don't have a foundation, that's when it can go off. Mm. If you don't know what who your foundation is, then you just can suddenly start going, "What's best for me? What's best for me?" As opposed to, "What's best for what do you want us to do, Lord, with this business and good stewards?" I think that those are real, real things that we've had to navigate through, and I'm, I'm thankful we've not had to furlough anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and God's cause prospering to happen and we've come through and we're coming through um, this this time but uh, it's through crisis that good old Churchill quote talks about don't let don't let a good crisis go to waste how is it going to make us better this crisis God how what are you wanting to do in us right now in our hearts and in our business to make us better and uh, better servants of the king that's real good man so good um, I want to, I want to get a little tactical before we, before we get off here. I feel like we have really kind of engaged the heart in such a strong way. Um, you're helping people really, you know, hire strategically and find the right people, put the right people on the bus. Yeah. Is it also part of your system to help them really kind of, okay, now we find the right people. Like what are the next steps for them? How do we, how do we make this a good fit? You know, yeah. so really thinking like, okay, I want to grow. You know, you're helping me get the right people. Kind of, what are the yep. then the building blocks around now that they're on, getting them positioned in the right place, doing the right things. Yep. You know, what I mean, like let's let's talk through cool. that when people are thinking, okay, I'm trying to grow my business. What are the things I need to think on? I, now that I'm onboarding them, what are kind of those early things? Yeah, good. So we can we can roll. Yeah, cool. Great questions. A number of years back. Um, 
we, we went through a process of saying, okay, um, as we started building out our company and what's the strategy, what does success look like, where do we want to go? We started asking what's our guarantee? I'm going to start here because it was, a, it was a tough one for me. I was kicking and screaming, saying, well, how are we supposed to guarantee our services? We're talking about people. If I could guarantee people, that would be amazing. Um, so we started asking the question, what's the point in hiring? Why do we hire people? And we said, well, we hire people. We open up a position in the company to get a job done. So we said, okay, by their anniversary, first 365 days, what do they need to do, achieve, or accomplish to be considered successful in the company? What do they need to do, achieve, and accomplish to be considered successful? And how will I measure that? So we would say there's about three to five major quantifiable performance objectives that need to be accomplished. You can measure anything uh, that matters to you. you can, there's always measurements that you can put in place to see if it's successful or not. We said that's the point in hiring. Um, not how fast we can fill the position, not how, how long they stay in the company. That doesn't equal quality of hire. Retention actually doesn't. It's uh, because you can pay somebody to stay for a long time, but somebody's actually moving the company forward and accomplishing tasks um, that need to get done. So that's the first thing we said, okay, what would it take to guarantee 100% performance of the people we're recommending? We're going to go and headhunt people who are working somewhere else and woo them through a process and take them through a vetting process. What are we vetting them for? And how would we say we guarantee that the person will accomplish those objectives? So that's, Number uh, so wouldn't it be cool if we were the only company in the world who guaranteed 100% performance of the people we recommend? Mm. Um, and so fast forward, we are the only company in the world who does that. <laughs> um, so don't worry, it doesn't end really anticlimactically. It ends that powerfully. Uh, but we said, what do we need to know about people? Most companies get all excited, lathered up, looking at a resume going, they're amazing, they can do the job. And we said, no, that's not it. That's a third of the equation. So we said it's the head, the heart, and the briefcase. The briefcase is really what they've done, achieved, and accomplished in the past. I don't want to hire somebody who's just a lateral mover because that's not how A players make career moves. They make career moves when it's um, a next step up for them, a bigger job, a better growth trajectory, and a better, better impact on the world. It's not just about money. So uh, we, we, we said the briefcase has got to be a nice achiever pattern or growth trajectory. So this needs to be a bit bigger, a bit of a more of a stretch and a better growth opportunity for them. And they have to be able to see the impact on the world around them by taking this role. That's the number one in the briefcase. Then there's the heart, which is all about value alignment. And we say it's about a third of the equation. Often we hire people for what they know, and then we fire them for who they are and how they behave. We go, oh, what didn't work out here? It's rarely because they don't know how to do the job. It's how they do the job that, we, we, that rubs us the wrong way. So the heart is all about value alignment. What are your core values? What's the why behind you do what you do and most of the people in your company, culture, behaviors? Um, and then make sure you're evaluating and have a system in place to assess value alignment. Don't, we, we're trying to talk about culture fit. I think culture fit can be a hide behind or it can be like me, think like me, act like me, behave like me. But we do, we do want diversity of thought and perspective in our organizations because we want to serve the world around us and there are people with different thoughts and perspectives that's good that's healthy to have diverse and rigorous debate um, but values are really important the character so when we say integrity it's got to be integrity defined whatever your definition of integrity is write it down and make sure you have an assessment for it and how you're evaluating it but then we welcome diversity as long as the, the integrity is there Make sense? Mm -hmm. And so there's the net, that's a third of the equation. And the last third is the head, which is you have to use an assessment for this, some type of a valid psychometric assessment 
tool to look at behaviors and cognitive. So we do believe in that. I don't think that you can figure it out in a, in a short interview process, but um, kind of a, some type of valid assessment tool. We happen to be a predictive index licensed certified partner um, to sort of sell training. Which one, what do you use for that? Do you use the, the, predict, the predictive index? So it's one of the largest out there and um, we implemented a company. So. Um, so can you walk us through real quick, just the outline of those three steps one more time? Yeah. So the head, the heart, the briefcase, mm -hmm. putting an assessment. We, we teach on this. We call it higher for performance. So it's a, we teach on it. Uh, we show it in a recruit, in a recruiting search and give us a critical hire to your organization. We will walk you through this process. We'll do the entire search for you. It takes about a hundred hours um, from start to finish. And we show you this process. And then at the end of it, we guarantee that the person will accomplish those objectives by their anniversary date. So then we stay involved all the way through on a quarterly basis, both sides as an employer and then as the new employee, making sure that both parties really understand each other well. They understand each other from an honor and a value perspective, what this person brings to the table. Talking in superpower strengths here, can be a strength finder-esque feel. Like, hey, this is Ellis, and Ellis's strengths and superpowers are these three to five things. These other areas, not so hot, but how do you really get him in functioning in high, mm -hmm. high performance to help your company? You, you play to these strengths. Mm -hmm. And so this is how he fits on a team, and this is how the team needs to you know, honor and revalue those superpowers. Yeah, it's so it's so it's so kind of biblical as far as the body working with many parts. Like, oh man, I need a, I give special honor to Ellis in these superpowers. I don't have those, but Ellis, how do you do that? How do you function? So training companies to really honor and value people, and getting people in the right seats and matching them to the right task, and then holding them accountable for that task. So Good. we've uh, we've been doing this for years, and we've replaced three people. Um, so you imagine we'd. I don't know, 700 plus positions a year that we're placing critical roles internationally, not just nationally. And we replace three people. Holding people accountable to hitting their goals and objectives uh, is really, really important. Who, um, just so our audience is clear, what size companies do you typically work with? Like if someone's hearing this, like, man, I, you know, I love, what, sure. I love John's yeah. passion. Who, who is your target client? Um, we, if, if you come to the 80 20 rule, um, our, most of our clients, the 80, 80, 80, 20, you're going to fall somewhere between. 50 ways to 25. Um, now, certainly, I mean, we just right here in San Diego. Say that one more time. Week. You're breaking up again. Say that one more time. Oh, sorry. 50, ideally 50 to 2,500 okay. at any given location. Um, but right here in San Diego last week, we um, there's a, a solo predator is about to massively explode and scale their company. And they, as a visionary, there's, I need this sort of COO integrator to help me execute on this. Um, we, we, we did a, you know, search like that. Um, cool. uh, so just for a one person company. So it's, there's a big range. And then we're working with giant, giant companies out there with 30,000 employees too. So. so how do people get, uh, get a hold of you, learn more about uh, Titus Talents? <laughs> TitusTalent.com. Thanks for this. Nice plug. TitusTalent.com uh, is a great place. You can hit me up on LinkedIn, um, Jonathan Reynolds. And uh, happily, I, I, I love working with kingdom kingdom business leaders. Uh, I, I enjoy it, obviously, just from a, a Jesus follower myself. And I think what a great opportunity. Um, but uh, but yeah, our team are across the country. Love to explore with you and help you direct you in the right space. Absolutely, man. Well, definitely, I hope people do that. Um, and, and I just love what you're doing. I love your heart for people, and I think it's the right move, man. So, um, listen, I'm so thankful for you, man. This has been an awesome, awesome show. 
Um, any final words, man, for, for our people before we let them go? Oh, man. Love. Passionately love the King. Love, love Jesus and get his heart and perspective on people. Um, and in it, from a business perspective, we, we always have to make tough decisions. It happens with the part ways and terminating fire and furlough, all of those things. Those are really hard. But if you come with the heart of Jesus for people, we will set them up for success. And I, I do believe that we can transition people out of our organizations when the tough call has to be made, that they leave with dignity, with honor, and that they know that, uh, that they're valued, they're, uh, they are valued, and there is a place for them in this world. So, you know, I, I think, think we might have just formed a, a, a great ending question for the Kingdom Capital Show. I love this idea of like just ending with your kingdom principle, right? Like, what is that yeah. kingdom principle for you? Love people. Um, I think that's so right on. Yeah. Uh, listen, Jonathan, we gotta we gotta end this. We could keep going, which we might do. <laughs> I hit, hit stop recording, but everyone, thank you for being here today. Please take it. You got to share this episode. If you're like still listening, you're fired up as I am. Go share this. Post it on LinkedIn. Tag myself and tag Jonathan. Let us know your feedback and what guys been teaching you in light of this. And uh, share this with a friend. If you have not already, a five star review goes a long, long ways for us really growing this podcast show. And we appreciate just a minute of your time to go to iTunes, scroll to the bottom, and, and not just leave a a five-star um, review, but, but write something about us. Let us know how um, this show is impacting you. So thanks again. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show today. If you want to learn more about our community, you're going to want to visit us at kingdomcapitalist.co. There you can find info on our private mastermind and even subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new shows. And last but not least, land opportunities to get private trainings and coaching calls with the guests of this show. If you're enjoying this show, please take a minute to leave us a five-star review and also share this with a friend. We'll see you next time.